that seems unlikely in the most unlikely situations. As you all know, we have a new baby. And uh, when I was in a battle for about three years, um, it seemed like a heavy battle that was not going to end. And uh, I think you guys know that as the last time I ministered, uh, you guys got a little piece of that. And uh, it did not seem like that battle was ever going to end. But then this little guy came along, or we, he was on the way. I cried for months, and uh, I felt, man, if one more person tells me, wow, it's such a blessing, I thought I was really going to go off the handle. <laughs> I, could not, I could not fathom it. But then God spoke, and he kept on speaking victory to me, and victory, and victory. And then digging through the word of God, I came across King Josiah and how... Uh, bishops recently preached on it, but how he started to tear down some altars and started to tear down the high places. And when he was doing that, the book of the law of Moses was retrieved and the people began to see that they weren't implementing some things that needed to be implemented, um, particularly things of the Passover. So they started to prepare and prepare and prepare for the Passover. And the Bible says that in the days of Josiah, there was the most greatest Passover that had ever been since the days of the prophet Samuel. And I don't know, church, but that just speaks volumes to me because the Passover represents the blood and God shedding his blood and covering us and, 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 and passing by when that blood is applied. And, and I believe in the midst of what we're going through right now, in the midst of, of turmoil and captivity and what seems like famine all around us, God is going to restore some things and if you're feeling even in the midst of the revival that we had that you need restoration there is going to be an outpouring of his blood like never before so get ready get ready and Psalms 119 comes to mind and repeatedly it says quicken me O Lord and what is that word quicken translate as it's so powerful it breaks down as restore revive, save, make me alive, repair, recover, nourish. How are we going to be revived in this last day? It's by his word. Psalms 119 repeatedly says, recover me, quicken me by the, according to your word. God is going to do something through his word like never before. I have my biggest fan right here sitting on the front row tonight. And I just want to brag on my babies a little bit because that's what mamas do. And that's okay because if we don't brag on them, guess what? The world will. And so um, I'm proud of my boys. My eight-year-old just finished the book of Matthew. And my 11-year-old is all the way to the book of Luke. And God has to do some things sometimes, whether it be through COVID, to slow us down, to get us to a place to where we're focusing on our families and getting our families 
restored and recovered for what's coming. Because we cannot restore and do what God wants us to do out there until our families are in place and in line. And let me tell you, if you don't have a Bible study, the biggest Bible study sitting is right there in your home. And it's your children. Get your children in the word. Get your children raising up so when the days come, they don't only hear about the sword, but they pick up the sword and they learn to fight on their own. Our kids need their sword. My son has stepped into the realms of middle school and I have made some sacrifices. I let go of my job. Ooh. So I could be there for him through this transition. God made us debt free. I, I have a, a whole bunch of other notes tonight. But if we get there, we get there. If not, it's okay. Because this needs to be said. We're moving into a time that there's no more playing around. There's no more sitting on the sidelines. Our kids need us. This next generation needs us. And uh, we were very secure. We just went debt free in June. Without a stimulus check, without a tax return, because the government messed up our taxes this year and we did not get a tax return when we were supposed to get one, they'd never filed it. We filed it in February, they forgot about us because COVID happened. But God still fulfilled his promise and we went debt free in June. But So we started planning. We started saying, you know what? Okay, we're going to get our camper. We're going to get this. We're going to get that. Um, my cabinets are going to get done. I already had it all sitting in my Home Depot cart. And then God spoke. And he said, maybe I made you debt-free for a reason. And so I've been here for my son's transition. And the first week of school was rough. Culture shock for him. And... My husband called me. I took up a subbing position to make some cash until we can get through. Um, by the way, God has moved, and I got moved into a teaching position. I, get, I start next week, and it's in Floresville. I'm home to get him in enough time. God worked it all out, and so God is good. He will provide. But my husband called me at my subbing position and said, hey, he goes, I just want to let you know, your son got out of the truck this morning, and he had his Bible underneath his arm. And I just want to say, give God the glory and the praise, because God knows when we teach these babies how to fight, that they're going to fight, and he knows where his help comes from. Praise God. Praise God. I'm going to bring your attention today to the book of Chronicles, um, 2 Chronicles chapter 20. I'm going to do a lot of paraphrasing for time's sake because we have, we need to make a circle tonight. Um, I'm just going to kind of paraphrase before we get in. Uh, this is speaking of Jehoshaphat as he's about to be invaded by the Moabites. And he's praying out to God and he's crying out to God. And he's saying, God, you know, these people are coming against me. Um, verse 9, it says, If when evil cometh upon us as the sword judgment or pestilence or famine, we stand before this house in thy presence, for thy name is in this house. 
and cry unto thee in, un, in our affliction, then thou will hear and help. Moving down to verse 15. So that's him praying and crying out to God for help during this time. And God says in verse 15, he says, and he said, hearken ye all Judah and ye inhabitants of Jerusalem. And thou King Jehoshaphat, thus saith the Lord unto you, be not afraid nor dismayed by reason of this great multitude. For the battle is not yours, but God's. Tomorrow go ye down against them. Behold, they come up by the cliff of Ziz, and ye shall find them at the end of the brook before the wilderness of Jeruel. Ye shall not need to fight in this battle. Set yourselves, stand ye still, and see the salvation of the Lord with you. O Judah and Jerusalem, fear not, nor be dismayed. Tomorrow go out against them, for the Lord will be with you. We will not need to fight this battle, church. We do not need to fight this battle. God had already spoken before in the word that he was going before us. And just as I stepped out with that job and I didn't understand some things, God knew and his word had spoken and he took care and he provided. And we're not going to have to fight this battle. And as we go down further on, it says when they went out, in verse 20, it says, And they rose early in the morning and went forth into the wilderness of Tekoa. And as they went forth, Jeho Jehoshaphat stood and said, Hear me, O Judah, and ye inhabitants of Jerusalem. Believe in the Lord your God, so shall ye be established. Believe his, prosper, um, his prophets, so ye shall prosper. And when he had consulted with the people, he appointed singers unto the Lord that they should praise the beauty of the holiness as they went out before the army to say, Praise ye the Lord, for his mercy endureth forever. And when they began to praise and sing, the Lord set ambushments against the children of Ammon, Moab, and Mount Seir, which were come against Judah, and they were smitten. For the children of Ammon and Moab stood up against the inhabitants of Mount Seir, utterly to slay and destroy them. And when they had made an end of the inhabitants of Seir, everyone helped to destroy one another. And when Judah came toward the watchtower in the wilderness, they looked unto the multitude, and behold, there were dead bodies fallen to the earth, and none escaped. God went before them. He smote everybody before they even got there, and he said, prepare and go out because I'm going to take care of this battle. You're not going to have to fight. Stand still. Stand in your space, in your space and be where you are and watch me do what I want to do. But the problem is we want to take it into our hands and to start to do things to try to control it. But God is in control, and he is doing it. And um, when Jehoshaphat and his people came to take away the spoil of them, they found among them in abundance both riches and dead bodies and precious jewels. 
and they stripped off themselves more than they could carry away. There is spoil. There is spoil coming. There is abundance coming as he comes before us and he fights the battle. And it says in verse 28, it says, And they came to Jerusalem with the psalteries and the harps and the trumpets unto the Lord. And the fear of God was on all the kingdoms of those countries when they had heard that the Lord fought against the enemies of Israel. All those were scared around them. And this is the part I love. It says, so the realm of Jehoshaphat was quiet. For his God, God gave him rest round about. Rest in the midst of the battle. But that word realm, it translates as kingdom. It translates as dominion. In this dominion, in this kingdom, in the spiritual realm, no matter what's going on out there, there is rest. There is peace. There is spoil. There is abundance. God has more and plentifulness in the midst of what's happening out there and in the midst of the battle. You know, the ba- David fought many battles in, in the first uh, Kings, I believe, chapter 5, verse 1 through 4. We won't go there, but it talks about how David could not build the temple because in his day the battles were all around him. He was surrounded by battles, and the Bible uses the same word there. He says, but I have given Solomon rest. I have given him a time of rest so he could build the temple. And there's things that are happening in the spiritual realm right now, in the dominion, in the kingdom, not out there, but in here, where he is building things. He's allowing his temple, if you will, spiritually to be built. And then later on in that same chapter, it talks about, and when they all met together in the temple, how the Shekinah glory came down in the presence of the Lord, filled the place. God is good, church, and he is taking us to a place of abundance. In Genesis chapter 37, we can skip there real quick. I think we have some time. Hopefully. Genesis chapter 37, Joseph has a dream, and he goes before his father, and... Um, he foresees some things. He, he, he dreams some things that are about to come. And uh, it says in verse 8, And his brother said to him, Shalt thou indeed reign over us? Or shalt thou indeed have dominion over us? And they hated him yet the more for his words and his dreams. And he dreamed yet another dream, and he told it to his brother. And behold, I have dreamed a dream more, and behold... And he begins to tell him about his dream. He said, shall you have dominion over us? His father um, rebuked him for it. There's some people. Is this body truly 
going to have dominion? Is dominion really coming for this body? Is dominion really happening? But God is good. Something that struck me is that his father, even though his father rebuked him, the Bible says that his father observed his sayings. So something lets me know that kind of internally he felt like something was there, like something was coming to pass, but because of the pressure and because of things around, uh, obviously, his other sons, he, he didn't really want to voice that. And I think that we're in a spot to where God is wanting to do some things, and, there, and there, there's obviously some people talking. But there are some who are discerning that something is going, and it was coming. Because in the midst of trial, there was a season of plenty being prepared for a time of famine. In the midst of trial, favor was being granted. In the midst of trial, authority was being developed. In the midst of trial, elevation was coming. In the midst of trial, spiritual gain was birth. And in, in Deuteronomy chapter 28, verse 8, it talks about the storehouses. And it talks about what happens in the storehouses. I'm going to go there real quick as I finish up. It says, the Lord shall command the blessing upon thee in the storehouses and all that thou settest thine hand unto, and he shall bless thee in the land which thy Lord thy God giveth thee. And the Lord shall establish thee a holy people unto himself, as he hath sworn unto thee. If thou shalt keep the commandments of the Lord thy God and walk in his way, and all the people of the earth shall see that thou art called by the name of the Lord, and they shall be afraid of thee. And the Lord shall make thee plenteous in goods, and in fruit of the body, and in the fruit of thy cattle, and in the fruit of thy ground, and in thy land which the Lord swear unto the fathers. And the Lord shall open unto thee his good treasure in the heaven to give the rain unto thy land in his season and to bless all the work of thy hand and thou shalt lend unto many nations and shall not have to borrow. In the midst of trial, in the midst of famine, in captivity, God is bringing abundance. He is bringing abundance because another example is when Judah was about to go into captivity, into Babylonian captivity. And Jeremiah chapter 24 and 5, you can go back and read it. It says that God took them into captivity for their good. And, and that stuck out to me for that good because in captivity, a promise was being made. A savior was being birthed. A savior was rising up. A people was being prepared to be delivered. And the law was being fulfilled. Spiritual, emotional, and physical healing was on its way. Salvation was being birthed. And in the midst of all of this church, God is giving abundance.
He is giving abundance. And I just want to give him glory and praise today. Because God is doing something in your families. He's doing something in your homes. He's going to financially bless you. He's going to spiritually bless you. He's going to physically bless you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Sister Gianna. Thank you for your time, church.